Welcome to another episode of Same Page. I am Ninal Semajist, and this is my lovely wife. Sarah Semajist. The topic that we're going to discuss today is compromising, and mostly really how to learn how to compromise. Yes. Compromising actually happens um, on a daily basis in every single relationship. Mm -hmm. It is very um, important for us to have that skill because you're never always going to agree on every single thing or in every single decision in a relationship. And one way to try to build on that skill is really trying to learn to, one, you want to learn how to listen properly. And by listening properly, meaning talking less and listening more. Sounds very basic, but, but a lot of times when people um, tend to have a conversation, a lot of times people tend to think about what they're going to say rather than actually listening to what the other person is actually saying. A good rule of thumb for listening is really to listen for twice the amount of time that you're um, actually talking. So if you're going to talk for two minutes, that means you have to listen for four. And for me, that's a good guide for um, so that I know I'm actually listening when Leonard talks and not thinking about the next thing that he's going to that I'm going to say. And also to make sure that I'm understanding mm. the message that he's trying to relate to me. Um, I've started just asking questions to make sure that is that what you meant? And also rephrasing what I understood. And you find that most of the time, at least for me, as I'm rephrasing, Leonard will be like, no, 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 that's not what I meant. And then he'll say something different. But if I had not done that, mm -hmm. done that, I would have assumed that what he said and um, the way I understood it was just that. But by rephrasing it, confirming that that's really what you want to say. Mm -hmm. um, and then we really have a discussion. It's like, is that what you meant to say? And then he can maybe rephrase or, because sometimes we don't always um, say what we mean, right? We use exactly. different words and we think that the other person just understands. But basically it comes down to showing empathy. You really want to put yourself in that person's shoes. And like Sarah mentioned, you really want, the, I believe the best way of doing that is by rephrasing to ensure that you understand what the person is actually saying or, or the message that they're trying to convey. Yeah, absolutely. We actually thought about three different topics that a lot of couples argue about and have difficulty compromising um, on those topics. So we just wanted to bring them up and, and offer, you know, what we would do in those situations or what we have done in those situations. Well, the first topic has to do with saving versus spending. Now, as, as you know, a lot of times when it comes to relationships, money tends to be a big issue. And oftentimes um, those money problems could lead to, to a separation, even more severe a divorce. Mm -hmm. And you tend to have, not always, but if there's a money issue, it's typically the spender versus the saver or the mm -hmm. spender versus the person who wants to um, buy assets and, and um, invest. invest. Mm -hmm. um, and so as we mentioned before, one way to really start understanding and compromising is to really understand the other person. So if the other person is a spender, really understand why are they spending you know, that amount. Is it that, you know, um, the things that they're, they're buying, they really need it. Mm -hmm. Um, if they're buying clothes on a monthly basis and, and the saver feels that, 
well, you don't need that many clothes. You can ask, well, do you need this many clothes or um, why are you buying that many? Is it actually that you need them or is it just because, for example, you know, um, now that you're working, you have the freedom to do so. So you just sort of um, go about, you know, um, just spending. And we find that the, the best way to try and be on the same page when it comes to, 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 to money and ultimately to finances is to have common goals. When you have a common goal as a couple, then uh, then the person that tends to be more of the more of the spender will re will maybe think twice before making that next purchase. Also, after that, you want to try to budget, uh, and then by budgeting and setting aside certain amounts of money for certain items, then you know once you've passed that limit for that month, then you know that okay, you know what this is this is where I stop, and then. Um, will move forward and maybe you can save up for that item for next month or a month after that. Yes. So that's a good way to know that, um, okay, well, if I'm the spender, then the budget tells me, yes, I can still spend, um, mm -hmm. but I can only spend this much. If I'm the saver, it's like, okay, well, yes, I can still save, but the budget tells me I can only save this much. Exactly. So that's a good way to sort of go about it. And if you're the spender, um, I think it's also very important to understand why the other person is trying to save. Are you trying to save for a house? Are you trying to save for a rainy day? Is it because when you were younger, you know, um, always, things always came up and you felt that like you can have certain things. So um, you feel like you have to change those habits. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times these habits are like rooted in, in us without really knowing. It's only when you really have that conversation with your partner that you ask yourself, yeah, what? why am I spending that much? Or why do I want to save this much? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and that can reveal a lot of, um, um, a lot of solutions that we didn't really think about, um, prior. Mm -hmm. Another area where, uh, couples tend to have certain issues when it comes to compromising is find those moments to connect. Uh, and by connecting, it could be anything as simply as, uh, spending time together, whether it's having dinner or watching or watching a movie or actually going out on a date. Yeah, and I think as your marriage and relationship progresses, mm -hmm. sometimes you you both see that like, you know, it's dull. Like, you know, you do the same things on a daily basis, especially now that we're home with COVID and it could become very routine and you're just like, okay, well, I see you every single day for every single second. Mm -hmm. um, and you're not really connecting. You're in the house together all day long, but you're each on your computer and you're each, let's say, watching TV while you eat mm -hmm. um, rather than taking that time to connect. Um, and um, if you guys notice that, and most people will notice that, most couples will, um, it's important to come up with a way to connect. However, one thing that we found is that even though we realized that we needed to really take some time to date again and connect, um, we wouldn't necessarily agree on what to do, right? Yeah, yeah. I would want to do something and I'd be having a lot of fun and Leonard would be like, you know, just dragging behind me and I'm like, you know, you're not smiling or whatnot and that kind of puts a little bit of a, of a, of a damper, of a damper <laughs> on, the date, yeah. on the date. So what have we done to sort of remedy that? Well, one thing that we've tr we, we, we do is that for one, we try to um, tell the other person, look, like we're making a conscious effort 
to go on this date. So make the conscious effort to try to enjoy it. <laughs> like, like everything in life is a choice. So uh, if you actually make the choice to try and enjoy it, you might be surprised and actually enjoy yourself. Um, and also one way that we've, that we've, uh, one, of the, one of the solutions that we've uh, came up with is that we alternate who decides on what we do as far as a date. At least in our case, every two weeks, one person decides what we're going to do. So that person has to plan everything out and the other person has to be on board. Yeah. So taking turns on doing things that I or Leonard enjoys mm -hmm. and I just have to do it. I don't have to agree with it. I just mm -hmm. have to put a smile on my face and go. And I think we, you'd be surprised when you decide to put a smile on your face that you actually enjoy um, the activity more than um, you would if you just kind of like this, you know, um, had this idea in, in your mind that it would, it would suck. Exactly. <laughs> now I tend to be the, the type that's kind of hard headed. So a lot of times, um, especially on items that are, I'm kind of like in on indifferent on, um, those items, um, if Sarah persists a little bit, then I tend to warm up to them a little bit. But unfortunately my initial reaction is to say no, or is to, is to kind of like, uh, maybe, uh, revert into like, just not the Hulk. <laughs> That's what he is. Yeah, or the Grinch. Exactly. It, it, to revert to, to an attitude where it's not necessarily pleasant. Um, but from, from, at least from the experience that I've had, um, just actually going out and being open to these new experiences. A lot of times I surprise myself and, and I actually enjoy myself during that time. Yeah. Thank goodness. Gosh, man. What do you see a lot of other couples fight about or have a hard time compromising on? One of the topics that we've seen is that whether or not to get married or to not get married. Yeah, we see a lot of couples fight about that, um, marriage or not marriage. Mm -hmm. And that's actually a very hard topic to constantly discuss, whether you're on the side that doesn't want to get married mm -hmm. or the side that wants to get married. Um, what do you think the, the first thing to look at? Um, what is the most important thing to look at when you really try to decide how to compromise on this? Well, I, like for me, like just the way I was brought up, it, it kind of boils down to, to your values, your principles and your morals. And if you identify yourself with somebody that is going to get married. Mm -hmm. So for you, if, if, if that family picture or that, that, that image of a family includes being married, um, then, then it's kind of hard to be with someone that doesn't, that doesn't feel the same way. Um, another thing is that, you really have to ask those hard questions and ask yourself, can you see yourself not living with that person for the rest of your life? Yeah. So I think the value um, point that you brought up is really important. Um, I do think that is something that you should discuss even at the beginning of the relationship, mm -hmm. if that's going to be a tiebreaker, however, um, a deal breaker. Yes. However, I do understand that sometimes you, you know, one person says, yeah, of course, you know, I want to get married, but you never really discuss the time frame. And then it's like, um, a long time later on and that still hasn't happened. Um, then what do you do? You know, it's very hard to say, well, my values are this, um, when you're, you know, one year into a relationship versus six years into a relationship. Mm -hmm, right. Yeah. Um, so as Larry mentioned, I do think it's important to, to look at your values, but I think, 
if we go back to listening to the other person and understanding and understanding, mm-hmm. I think it's a, it, the good, a good question to ask is why don't you want to get married mm-hmm. or why do you get, want to get married? And if the person straight out doesn't understanding where that comes from, yeah. is it because, um, you know, they've, um, grew up with parents who were divorced or are they surrounding with, surrounded by um marriages that are failing and they don't want that for themselves and most of the time the person who doesn't want to get married still wants to be mm-hmm. with the partner exactly. but they just don't want to go through whether it's the actual wedding you know maybe they think it's going to cost too much or they don't want to sign the paper because they've seen how nasty divorces can be mm-hmm. so really asking those questions and understanding rephrasing so that you know where that um fear or that decision comes from Mm -hmm. is really important um and after that once you understand where that person is coming from whether it's you know i no i don't want to get married at this point i think we're good the way we are now you have to ask yourself a very difficult question based on your values and your values can change there's nothing wrong with that what's more important being married to that person or being with that person period for the rest of your life Mm -hmm. right and if being with that person is more important than being married then you can make the decision that yes okay even though my value said i want to get married and everything um and i want that family Mm -hmm. but i'm willing to not be married if i can stay with this person and that's fine there's no judgment in that it's just you have to be okay with that Mm -hmm. but also understand that even it's a hard decision to make once you, you know, mm-hmm. sort of like shatter that dream that you've had since you were young. Um, but once you decide that you're okay with the decision that the person made and you want to continue the relationship, there's a grievance process, mm-hmm. right? You're kind of grieving the life that you saw being married and whatnot or not being married if, you know, you decide that. Um, if it's vice versa. Um, so it's not like clear cut, like, okay, well, today I decide that, like, I'm okay with what you said and we're mm-hmm. going to continue this relationship. Um, there might be a period where you sort of go back and forth and, and think about it and reflect. But down the line, once you made that decision that you're going to be okay with what the person decided, um, you do sort of have to um, let it go and, and move on. Exactly. Um, but it is a, a, a tough decision to make. Mm-hmm. And, but once you make that decision, take the time to, to process it. It could be months, but, um, and then decide, you know, um, okay, I'm, we're, we're just going to live, you know, not married or we are going to get married. And then the other person that didn't want to get married has mm-hmm. to grieve not being married or like go through that process exactly. themselves. Right. Exactly. One, one point that you, that you, that you, that you talked about that I want to bring up is the fact that you really want to know where this, um, this stems from. And a lot of times it stems from fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, you really want to be in a position where, um, you want to go either be in a position where you want to face those fears and really understand where those fears tend to stem from. And you have to realize that you are living your own life. So, Last thing you want to do is to get married or to not get married uh, because of somebody else's opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, so like you really want to be on the same page with your partner, make those have those have those difficult conversations, 
ask those difficult questions and you'll, you'll also be in a position where you'll be asking those questions to yourself. Um, and ultimately you want to be on the same page and um, make that decision together because ultimately you guys are living your lives together, hopefully forever. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. Um, and I think it is fair that um, sometimes it's not like clear cut, want to get married and not get married. It's just it's a timing thing. And having that discussion can really alleviate some of the confusion. So if you thought that, okay, well, I want to get married and, and maybe he doesn't, let me ask the question. You may find out that the other person does want to get married mm -hmm. is just that they need more time. Mm -hmm. And um, at that point, I think it's a discussion of, okay, well, when, you know, um, it's hard to, to always like pinpoint a certain time um, or have a certain time frame because, you know, life does change. However, you know, I have having a, a good idea is it going to be in a year two years five years ten years um i think it, it gives a little bit of peace of mind to that person who wants to get married and they know what to expect mm -hmm. i spoke a lot about from the perspective of the person who does want to get married mm -hmm. but one thing that i can think about from the perspective for, for, of a person who doesn't want to get married it's also important for that person to ask the questions to the other person why do you want to get married mm. why is it so important to sign those papers like you know our life is good why do we have to have a wedding with you know x amount of people is it because you want the big party or is it literally you want that that assurance that i'm gonna be with you for the rest of my life mm -hmm. if it's that you know i do give you that promise so there's also a discussion to have to really understand why this is very important to the person who does want to get married. Mm, that's a really good point. If you guys have other issues or other topics that you have difficulty compromising on, we'd like to hear those topics and know what is it in your relationship mm -hmm. that really is difficult to compromise on because we don't always know um, what goes on with other couples. Mm -hmm. So let us know.